Happy Sabbath, Church. This morning, I'd like to share a very important lesson based on the concept of the kingdom of God and how it reflects the three angels' message. In Old Testament, it appears that the kingdom of God was established in the book of Exodus and it completed in the book of Samuel. It was initiated through uh, Moses and completed through David. For this reason, Moses and David are the uh, two biggest names in Old Testament. And that's why the Christ is called the Wonderful Counselor, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, who will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. Indeed, the book of Samuel, actually I'm doing a series um, <clears throat> to, to interpret the book of Samuel for Korean speaking congregation these days. Uh, the book of Samuel is the story of God looking for the second Moses. God began his kingdom through Moses. He was the leader, a leader who God desired for the Israelites. Uh, God mani manifested his want for another leader like Moses to complete his kingdom by giving a promise even before Moses' death. Well, let me show you there. Yes, clicker. Yeah. God says through Moses, um, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, prophet like Moses from among you, from your fellow Israelites. Therefore, the book of Exodus and the book of Samuel can be connected together in many aspects. We are able to find some identical setups here and there. For an, for an instance, from uh, both books, Exodus and Samuel, particularly uh, begin with a story of baby birth together. Eventually, we got to know that David became the man God searched and found as the second Moses. From God saying in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 22 says, it, <clears throat> I have found, oops, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. The heart of David beats to God's heart. So David became the second Moses who God longed for. We know that Saul was called before David as a leader of the Israelites, regardless of whether Saul and David knew this 
or not, they were actually competing with each other to be qualified as the second Moses and had to be up to the standard. How could they prove they, that they were up to the standard? They had to show how successfully they could deal with the Philistines and Amalekites. It was the assignment left by Moses. The two unsolved tribes had to be addressed in order to complete the kingdom of God in the land of Canaan. The Philistine. You know, the Philistine lived along the Mediterranean seashore, and they were very aggressive and powerful in terms of the military in the, day, in the time of Exodus as well as the, the, at the days of David. During the Exodus, instead of facing the strong Philistines, the Israelites took a long detour through the Red Sea. However, the Philistines still remained as a must-overcome adversary for the completion of the kingdom of God in the days of David. In the early days of the Exodus, the Amalekites were so evil to they attacked the Israelites from the back, smacking the infants and women and the elderly who were fallen behind. They had no fear on no fear of the the, the Lord of Israel, the God of Israel, and incurred an extreme anger of God. Attacking from, from the back is a major offense, as you know. In the World Cup soccer, just finished a week ago, we see, we see that the, the back tackling in any circumstances result in what? A red card, immediate sending off, goodbye. The Lord, the ultimate judge, ultimate referee of the human history flagged up and gave a red card to uh, the Amalekite. Listen to what God said. Remember, remember what the Amalekites did to you along the way when you came out of Egypt. When you, when you were weary and worn out, they met you on your journey and attacked all who were lagging behind. They had no fear of God. When the Lord, your God, gave you rest from all the enemies around you in the land, he is giving you to possess as an inheritance. You shall blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. How determined God was about a dealing with Amalek. For this reason, the book of Samuel was filled with the stories of Saul, Saul and David handling the two, the two adversaries. It would prove how one of them would satisfy the God's standard 
It is very interesting to see how Saul and David responded to the challenges each time. First, for Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 13, God commanded Saul to wait for seven days until the prophet Samuel came to give a burnt offering before, the, before he began the battle against the Philistines. Saul, but Saul did not want to wait seven days, and he dis disobeyed the command. He gave a burnt offering by himself even before the prophet came. It was not allowed by God. Saul failed the first test. Yet, another, another opportunity was given to Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15. God commanded Saul, <clears throat> the total destruction of the Amalekites. Saul and his people had to kill and burn all the Amalekites and their belongings and should not spare any of them. But for one more time, Saul failed to obey the command. The Bible describes like this. Saul and the army spared Agik, the king of Amalek, and the best of the sheep and the cattle, the fat calves and lamb, everything that was good. They were unwilling to destroy completely. Saul gathered the best of the sheep and the cattle as the trophy of his victory and put them on display. And the rational and intelligent opinion leaders like Judas Iscariot suggested him that it would be better if the best livestock were to be offered as sacrifice to God or given to the poor. It sounds very convincing, right? But we have to overcome that kind of justification in order to obey God. Later, when Samuel, Prophet Samuel said to Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. Saul had to confess. Saul had to confess his disobedience. I have disobeyed the command of the Lord, for I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Saul failed both tests with the Philistines and Amalekites. On the other hand, how was David different when given the same opportunity? We know about David's great victory over the giant Goliath in the battle against the Philistines. Listen to one of the greatest declaration of faith he made. You come to me, he shouted. You come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Today, the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And Israel will learn that the Lord does not depend on weapons to fulfill his plan for the battle 
is the Lord's. He will give you to us. Saul did, couldn't wait for seven days as God commanded because he thought the battle belonged to human. Unlike Saul, David declared the battle belonged to God. He did not consider a justification based on human understanding. He won the battle not by human ways, but by God's ways. Not by his own decision, but by God's decision. He de he, so he destroyed the old adversary, the Philistines. He passed the first test. And now, as for the second test, David also had to deal with uh, Amalek. David and his people lived in a town called Ziklag when he was exiled to the Philistine. After hundreds of years later, after since the, ever since the time of Exodus, Amalek has still changed, has not still changed. When David and his men vacate the village Ziklag, <clears throat> the Amalek, Amalekites attacked and burned, burned the, the whole village and robbed all the women's and children's who were left behind. They attacked from the back again. They were still evil. David and, David and his men came back three days later and saw the scene of the, the tragedy. They wept aloud until they have no strength left to weep. David asked God in that crucial moment, shall I pursue this raiding party, God? Will I overtake them? God answered, pursue them. They will certainly, you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. So David and his, David took his 600, his the men to pursue the Amalekites. They ran out of breath and exhausted when they came to the Besor Valley. Even after having a break to drink water and catch their breath, 200 out of 600 were too exhausted to cross the valley. So they left with the, with the baggage. And David and the other 400 uh, continued the pursuit. They could catch the Amalekites and recover all the Amalekites had taken. No one was left. Nothing was missing. David brought everyone and everything back with abundant spoils. And yet, there were 200 people who had done nothing but rest at Vizol Creek. A question came up among people, among people, should we distribute the booty even to those who had not contributed at all? Again, David had the rational and intelligent people as Saul had. Saul had. The 200 didn't deserve to share the booty with the 400 who fought to the death. 
Don't let them put a spoon on someone else's table. Just let them take their own wives and children's only. But David answered, this is what God gave to us. The share of the man who stayed by the baggage is to be the same as the, that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. Furthermore, David made this a, this a statute, an ordinance for Israel from that day to this. It was one of the few unique uh, laws added on the top of the Pentateuch in the Old Testament. David reminded us of the spirit of the kingdom of God. Like David did, we cannot claim this is mine. It is mine for what God gave us, gave to us. He fulfilled the spirit of manna in the wilderness. The one who gathered much did not have too much. The one who gathered little did not have too little. He embodied the spirit of the kingdom of God in the second test with Amalek. He passed the second test as well. Saul, Saul failed the test. David passed them and complete the kingdom of God as the second Moses. While I was meditating <clears throat> the story of David and Saul, I was inspired by an amazing connection of it to the three angels' message. Jesus Christ was the one who declared the, the beginning of the kingdom of God in the New Testament. Jesus, who is the offspring of the woman, established the kingdom of God. Then who is going to complete the kingdom of God? Who? It is, it is us who are the remnant of the woman. The offspring of the woman initiate, began the kingdom of God, and the remnant of the woman should complete the kingdom of God. Yes, we are the ones who will complete the kingdom of God. Yes, we are the ones who will eventually stand on the Mount Zion along with Jesus, according to Revelation chapter 14. What is the assignment left to us by Jesus Christ? Like, like David and Saul, a God from the first Moses. Needless to say, it is the uh, three angels' message. The mission left on the remnant church by Jesus Christ. This is the Philistines and Amalekites left on us. Let's look at how the connection uh, can be made. The Lord commanded to Saul to wait for seven days to give a sacrifice with the prophet Samuel before the battle against the Philistine. It is associated with the first angel's message. 
Fear God. Look, listen to the, uh, the first angel's message. Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This is the first angel's message. It is a command to restore the true worship of the Creator who designated the seventh day as Sabbath. Do you see the, uh, the connection between the two? Worship with seven days and Sabbath worship is directly connected to each other. So it reminds us the mission given to us, left on us, to restore the true worship through Sabbath. And the second angel's message explains why Saul failed to fully keep the Lord's command. Listen to the second message, second angel's message. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great which make all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. Saul used to offer many sacrifices to God. However, when it came to be his own interest, he went to the lady medium. When God left him and didn't answer his question, Saul went to the lady medium to find out why. He entrusted his faith to the medium. His faith in God was mixed with shamanism, which is represented as the Babylon in the book of Revelation. So his end, Saul's, the end of Saul, the life was like the fallen Babylon. It was one of the most tragic ends of a chosen people throughout the Bible, Bible history. In contrast with Saul, David passed the final test through demonstrating the spirit of the kingdom of God. He represented the character of God in the battle against the other Amalekites, which were evil. It tells us that we should be able to represent the character of God in the last stage of the great controversy. Thus, we shall complete the kingdom of God as the remnant of the woman. The third angel's message teaches us how we can complete the mission, this mission. This is the uh, summary of the, uh, the third angel's message. Do not worship the beast and its image, nor receive the mark of its name, but keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Without any exception, we will, you and I, will eventually receive one or the other, either the mark of the beast or the seal of God. Now listen carefully. The Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. Let's read it. 
the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. It describes the 144,000 standing on Mount Zion with the, along with the Lamb of God. They have the name of the Lamb and his Father's name written on their forehead. Revelation verifies that the seal of God is the name of the Lamb and the name of the Father on their foreheads. It also verifies that the mark of the beast is the name of the beast imprinted on their forehead and hands. The name implies what? The name implies the being and the character of the person called by it. In that sense, receiving the seal of God or the mark of the beast will decide which character we will represent. Whose character do you want to represent? The beast or God? And how do we get the name of the Father and the Lamb imprinted on our forehead? Revelation says, we will get it by keeping the commandments of, the, of God and hold fast the faith of Jesus Christ. So you, it's very interesting. You know, you have to connect each other. The name of the Father connect to the, the commandments of God, and the name of the Lamb connected, should, should be connected to the faith of Jesus Christ. So it's Revelation chapter 14, verse 1 and verse 12. It directly connected and explains what the seal of God on our head, forehead means. Character of God. It is because the commandment of God is the copy of God's character. The faith of Jesus indicates the, the character of Jesus Christ who had faith in God's commandment as it was given and obeyed it. Did you know, did you know why we get higher status and remain in bigger, bigger glory than angel when we go to heaven? Did you know how we sit on the throne along with Christ, with Christ the Lamb and the Father God escorted by angels? It is for the reason that we will finish up we'll finish up the remainder of Christ's suffering. As Apostle Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, I am glad, for I am helping to finish up the remainder of Christ's suffering for his body, the church. The privilege, the privilege of finishing up 
the remainder of Christ's suffering is not allowed to angel. So suffering for the body of Christ, the church, is the one of the best gifts for us to allow, to let us become participants in the character of God. Do you, do you understand the meaning of the, uh, the suffering? Reminded us on us. Building up the Christ-like character is the only way we achieve the higher status in glory. It is the character. The character. So, this is the secret. Why, how, why David can be passed. The final test to complete the kingdom of God in Old Testament. How about New Testament? We are the one who are supposed to complete the kingdom of God as the remnant of the woman. So we need to do, we need to do this homework left it on us by Jesus Christ. We will surely, I'm sure, this is my prayer, we will surely pass the final test as David did. I pray that as the remnant of the woman, the church, we obey God's commandments and hold the faith of Jesus to complete the left mission by Jesus and finish up the great controversy and eventually participate in the glorious character of our loving God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for the privilege of calling us to complete the kingdom of God with ending the great controversy of good and evil. We are thankful to you for letting us know how great the mission left on us. Bless and hold us to become the second Jesus so that we who have the name of the Lamb and the Father imprinted on us will be able to manifest the character of God to the whole universe. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.